Welcome to Pull the Pin Ready War Room Edition. Back again, Jim here. Joining me as usual, Nate Dog. Hey, hey, everybody. Good to see you all again. And another, another appearance by the amazing Ryan. Ryan the Great. That's two episodes in a row in one week. Dang! <laughs> Great, you Ryan. You must be bored this week. Yeah. It's a slow week. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of slow, you guys know how this works, right? I don't know how that's slow, but <laughs> we pull headlines off of uh, mainstream media, quote unquote, and we talk about them from a veteran's perspective through our experience and... Uh, how we see the world. We don't necessarily read the articles any more than you probably do, but uh, we're going to share our opinions on them anyway. So we ready for the first one, gentlemen? Nope. Iran and Venezuela signed 20-year cooperation agreement. On oil or just on anything? Oh, just... <laughs> just in on religion, on... <laughs> I mean, what are they collaborating on? I don't know if they have the same religion. It's, I mean, maybe they're playing. Maybe they're playing CS:GO or Fortnite, and they just want to make sure they're on the same side. I don't know. Aren't they both? They got together and built a Minecraft room, so these go in there and play all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Venezuela didn't they just like literally collapse into like nothing recently? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't keep up with Venezuela. But then, then Iran just—they uh, just announced that Iran got what they need to, to start forming actual nukes. Right? They got all the plutonium mm -hmm. they need to make nukes. Yeah. That's kind of scary that that they are thinking about where Venezuela is, and they have this now uh, agreement with Iran, uh, and they, Iran's got some capabilities we don't want them to have. All that kind of adds up to, you know, our next Cuban missile crisis. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We like we don't want them to have it, but yeah, we have it. So I mean, well, I think the theory, the theory in that is, is just like the police: good guys with guns keep the bad guys with guns at bay. You know what I mean? So I understand what you're saying in fairness, but I think them knowing we have it will keep them from doing something. <clears throat> that I think is the theory. You know, I, I guess, but that also depends too. You know, if we're telling the truth about what they are and who they are, because we already know that, you know, Putin is, is the worst villain in the world. And yet I think that's a made up story, not that he's a great guy, but I think it's a made up story that he's this big bad man that they're making him. So is Iran really that bad? I don't know. So wait, that's OK. I'm going to get way off topic here if we start talking about Putin and, and you think he's a, a not a villain. I'm just kind of curious on where that one came from. What, what What's your opinion of him? You think he's a just a normal dad, loving Father's Day, and going to church on Sunday? Or are we? <laughs> well, I, I look at it this way. This is what I think. Look at Putin, right? Okay, you had the the Soviet Union, right? That he didn't build that back up. He didn't. People could yeah. say he wants to, right? So he didn't go full back communist, right? So he's not this evil Hitlerless dictator. Now I'm not saying he's a good man, but I'm saying at the end of the day. If he's looking out for the best interest in Russia, I don't know if he is, but his whole principle in this, and he said, I mean, I watched him, don't bring your missiles, don't bring your NATO to my border. Now, from what I understand, I don't think Russia was doing anything uh, military, missile-wise, to put us at threat, or even Europe. There was more economic, it was more cyber, you know, 
they weren't doing anything military until we pushed the envelope, until Europe pushed the envelope. <clears throat> so I don't blame him for doing what he thinks is best for his country. Now, if he's not, I'm not Russian, so I don't know that. I don't yeah. know if Russia believes, you know, this guy's doing wrong. Okay, I get what you're saying, and that makes complete sense, except for one thing. We know he's full of shit. Just like he said, oh, I'm not going in Ukraine. Surround him on three sides. I'm not going to make a move. Surround him. And where is he now? You know, I mean, he's he's time and time and time and time and time again lied about what he's done and openly lied. Like, you know, the only people that would believe him are the people that are locked in this country and can't see any other news. Because Well, I would lie, too. I'm not going to say I'm going to surround you on three sides. If right. You- if you bring your UN to me, no, well, we I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. We, well, we NATO, 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 NATO. Sorry, NATO, NATO. Yeah. Same difference. I mean, they're not in Ukraine either, though. I mean, like NATO is well, not in Ukraine, but no, but, but Ukraine wanted to be part of NATO, and that's on his border, and he doesn't want that to happen, so that's why he did his thing. But Ukraine had already said that they wouldn't, you know, based on this being surrounded on three sides, they already said they wouldn't. And instead of taking that for face value, he attacked. You know. So, I mean, it's well, it's almost. Do you know, well, you do know that Clinton and them said the same thing before they expanded NATO. They said, we're not going to expand NATO. And then they expanded NATO. It's oh, happened well, twice yeah. already. I get it. And we just expanded NATO again with, with the introduction of Switzerland. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, so I, I, I guess at the end of the day, Ryan, what, what I, I guess my question is, when I heard Putin make a comment, he said, you know, if I put my missiles in Canada or Mexico, what will you do? And I don't even think we need to answer that question because they tried it in Cuba, which is not Canada and Mexico. And what did we do? So why does he not have the same right to tell them to keep your missiles off his border? And like you I know said, what? you know, he made that point the second he surrounded him. He didn't have to go in. Like he made that point that, hey, I don't want to hear. And same thing with us. We didn't go invade Cuba. Right. We're not we, we don't. Cuba's not part of America at this point. I mean, to the point where we actually openly went to war with Cuba. So my, my question is, what do you think Iran and Venezuela would do? Since that's the headline down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do we get on these tangents? Because <laughs> you mentioned Putin one time. Right. <clears throat> that's all I got to do is mention the bad guy's name. And oh, my God. So but like, would it, be, would it be a surprise if it says Russia and North Korea signed 20-year cooperation agreement? Russia and China signed 20-year cooperation I mean, a surprise. Venezuela is how we see Iran. It's the same difference. So that'd be like <clears> saying the U.S. and Canada sign a, a 20-year cooperation agreement. Well, no shit. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, what it comes down to, I think, is who we decide is friend or foe. Right. It's who we decide is, is, is enemy or who is not. And you see that in here in our own country. Like, I don't get way too far off this. But when they decide that teachers or Trump supporters or that are all the enemy – that's what it's all about. It's not about what's actually happening. Because just like you said, a 20-year cooperation agreement, good for you. Cooperate with somebody. This is progress. Two people cooperating. <clears throat> right? Isn't that what we want? Coexist and all that cool stuff. You want to so, see you want to see more cooperation? Yeah. All right. Senate announces bipartisan agreement on gun control package. <clears throat> Perfect. Bipartisan agreement. Now I will tell you, this is probably a wolf in sheep's clothing, though. How how many? How many? uh, Which ones? (laughs) Exactly. Liz Cheney. (laughs) But so at the end of the day, I I mean, this is this is what you're talking about, right? I didn't see see what the package included, but. 
Well, they put bipartisan in quotes, right? We already know what that means. It means the very bare minimum. One. One. Yeah. yeah they, can, they, consider, means, they consider one a bipartisan anymore. Right. Yeah. Did any of you see the gun control package? And I think it only went, it only went through the House, right? I'm sure, they all read, I'm sure they all read all the pages to it, too. Yeah. <laughs> the 500 pages that were dropped on two hours before the vote, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. No, I didn't see what the package included. No. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the, the age restrictions, the, you know, the, I don't know. It's just, it's, it doesn't matter what it includes. At the end of the day, this is ridiculous. And again, and again it just says announces an agreement. It didn't say they passed an agreement. So what does it really mean? No, no they, they I think they did pass. The did it pass? Uh, yeah. It did pass. Well, you got a problem. What did you say about the age limit? I said I don't have a problem with actually increasing the age limit on gun, you know, uh, when you can buy a handgun or a firearm for your age. I mean, I, I do think 18 is a little irresponsible uh, to own a weapon for for some people, you know. Um, then they shouldn't be able to vote at 18 either. Then they shouldn't be what be able to vote. Oh at 18. yeah, no, yeah, I agree with or, that. Or go into the military. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, just I, see the mil uh, the military. You get them, but you got to turn them in every night through your arms room. You don't get to keep them. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't yeah, take it. Someone were on that range and had a negligent discharge while you were there. Not many, I mean, if at all. Do what? Not many, if at all. But I mean, we, I, I've seen them. I've seen them. I've seen. I've seen them all the time. I've seen officers. I've seen E sixes, E sevens, and eights have those. So it doesn't matter what what age you are. I'm just saying that you know, being at 18, you're more prone to be excited holding a gun for the first time and things like that than you would be a little older and you know, be a little more cautious with it. You know. Um, I don't know. I think at the I, end I of the day, I think at the end of the day, I, I think it's a it's a useless conversation. I mean, because you, Ryan, you were alluding to. I mean, this is a responsibility issue. Like, right. how is a knife any different? How is arson any different? I mean, can we not allowed to give anybody matches until they're thirty? Like, how is that any different? If if you're going to take those that that arson and make a Molotov cocktail and burn down a, a let's say a church across from the the White House or something you know you're still irresponsible so what does your age have to do with it well I mean maturity in that aspect but I think and I may be pulling myself here because I mean like the most recent thing in Texas you know that that whole situation two three more years on that guy might have just made him more crazy I don't know he might have done more damage you know because he could have but but in the same token Ryan same token, I'll tell you, Ryan, I, I own guns. I'm not going to say how many because then they could put it against the list. But I own guns. I could literally leave my loaded pistol on the kitchen counter all day, and neither one of my children, both under the age of 18, will touch them or do any harm with them. Neither one. Okay. So, I mean, are they I mean, mature? Or, or that's are the they same argument as my Rottweiler or my pit bull is not, are not aggressive. I mean, yeah, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm saying you know, as a society, because it, it takes like anything, a few bad apples ruin the bunch. Yeah, let's raise it to 21. I'm fine with 21. I feel like it's going to be more responsible having the weapon. If you take the weapon away from people, that's when we're going to have an issue. Sure. I, you know, honestly, though, I, I and I, I think I'm I can agree with your thought process because of maturity or, or at least perceived maturity. I don't think that's fair to people who mature earlier or forced to mature no, earlier. Not. But I think you could still play it safe and just do that with everything. 
driving. You shouldn't be driving till you're 21. You shouldn't be, you know, smoking, drinking, none of that stuff till you're 20. Everything should be set 21 if you think that's the magic age of maturity. All of it. Buying silverware. Buying yeah. steak knives. I mean, you yeah, exactly. have to with Hopkins. He said on the extreme of this. I mean, okay, so, <laughs> you know, you different, were, you things, were... different maturity levels. I mean, for a car, I would disagree. I mean, you know, and yeah, there are probably, I, I wouldn't say 21 for a car. I'd probably say probably older than 16 wouldn't hurt. And I know they've changed a lot of laws going going along with that too here in Georgia anyways. Like at 16 now, you can't have more than, you can't have a passenger in the car to drive, you know. Um, at 17, you can only have one. At 18, and that's because of that same thing. There are a lot of, there, there just a lot of immaturity out there at that age that's that's causing a lot more wrecks than need to be. But So, so let me ask you though, Ryan, so let me ask you then, because I just want to get deeper on this conversation because it, it's, it's an interesting point. So is this really about an age thing? Like, for example, if I grew up on a farm and I've been driving a tractor and then a, a truck and then all this for, for 20 years, before I'm even, well, not 20 years, obviously, for 10 years before I even turned 16, do you not think I'd be a better driver than most 16-year-olds? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll put it this way. I started driving when I was about 13. My dad would used to, I mean, literally, no shit. I'd get on 75 and drive through Atlanta with my dad. And no problem. I mean, I, 13, 14, 15, I was driving the car, no problem, all the time. I drive like shit at 16. I drive like shit at 47, but I drive like shit at 16. I cause more effects at 16 than, I mean, no, I wish I was kidding, man. I probably totaled four cars before I was 18 years old, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if the longevity of it nearly plays as much as, as, more, as far as the, the mental capacity to handle the responsibility, if that makes sense, to that level of, of, of um, I, I think if somebody would have been in my car, I, I might have killed somebody, you know, in a couple of those wrecks. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say that because you grew up on a farm and you've been driving a lot longer, that you're more capable of handling it because I don't think your experience has anything to do with your maturity level. You know what I mean? I, I know I got the freedom was what it was for me with a car. I think it is with every 16-year-old, that freedom. And that's where that maturity level, how do you handle that freedom, you know? I, I don't think that the two are correlated for sure. I mean, it doesn't just because you grew up on a farm driving since you're 10 years, that, that experience might be different than highway driving. That, so I'm not trying to make the argument. My point, my point I, get, I guess I'm trying to make here is, is that you can take any act, anything, driving, shooting, you know, anything, um, and still turn it into a personal experience level. So we're trying to put numbers and ages and values on the mass majority of people based on, you know, what, averages, I guess, or something like that. But yet there's going to always be people outside and inside those things that are, you know, going to be hurt or harmed or missed. You know what's hurting and harming us right now? Speaking of driving, <laughs> Biden uses $5 gas as an excuse to further blame... Putin for high there prices. There we go. I wanted to bring them both into one. Would you drive this gas expense or blame Putin? <laughs> I don't know how you can blame him. I mean, yeah. you can't blame him. It, you're buying it. Well, not anymore, I guess. But you're buying it from another country, any country you're buying it from, and bringing it to America. So that makes it cheaper than getting it from your own country. Yeah, it was already going to go up either way because he decided not to pump it, right? So, 
the fact right. that the war just hurt him even more. I mean, it was already going to go up. He already screwed that one up. You can't blame Putin for what you, what you decided. And, didn't he release some of these millions of barrels of oil to keep the prices low? And they've never went down. No. They go they go up three cents a day or ten cents every four days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I deep. wish Mike was here for this because Mike always used to say the same thing. Remember we used to talk about um, how when you're in charge, everything that happens on your watch is your responsibility, right? I have seen nothing but Biden and the administration here blame, blame, blame. And then when they try to take credit, like uh, job numbers, well, the jobs are just people going back to work that you took out of work. And they're talking about the stock market was the highest and ever. Now the stock market's crashed and it's still not their fault. You know what I mean? It's like I've never seen an administration. I get it. They all do it. Take credit for what they, they, they do good and push the blame. I know it's a natural thing. But at the end of the day, even if you're not willing to take the blame, it's your job to fix it. Yeah. Um, you're the president. Yep. Fix it. And when you say, we've done all we can do, then what are you saying? You're saying, that's it? I give up? I'm, 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 my hands are in the air? We're, we're done? We can't help you anymore? Good luck, people? You can't build back better? It's not your whole campaign slogan right now? But what kind of leader is that? You know what? Suck it up, buttercup. Let the, the whole climate change for the next year so we can all survive on lower gas by pumping it out of our own country. And then in a year when we're all doing better, you can go back and do your little climate change garbage. Hey, Jim. Take then you've tried everything. huh? Jim, take a, take, a, take a sip of water. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 I was spitting half the water I was had in my mouth. I'm like, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, though. I'm but yeah, tired it, it's of all it. blame. You know, it's all blame. You were in the military, right? You were in the military. All of you are in the military. Well, who who here could blame the, the next person in charge or the people below them? Who here gets to do that? Maybe a private, maybe a brand new private can blame his gun for not firing or blame blame his sergeant for telling him to do something. But other, outside of that, well, usually it didn't work anyway when they tried it. But you're the president of the United States, and you're blaming Putin. If Putin has that much control over our country, you're screwing up. Yeah, yeah so if, he, blame, if he controls our gas that much, we got, we got bigger problems than just Putin. Yeah, you're screwing up. And if you're not addressing it, if you're too worried about uh, electric cars or this and that garbage or or diversity if you're worried about that crap and you're not bringing jobs back and making chips and digging for own materials here you're the idiot stop blaming people you're the president of the united states do something i saw a lot i forgot what the guy was an advisor or something for four presidents like both democrat and republican and he said, this is the worst he, he's seen. He said, they need to pick three things and focus on three things and just stick to them and you know, accomplish something because they haven't accomplished anything yet. No. And that's no. an advisor that's worked for four presidencies. Well, they, they did. Right. They did, Nate. You know, they've accomplished things. They're just focusing on the stupid stuff nobody cares about. Look at this January sex erection thing we're talking about. Like, they January, have put so much time. Hey. January sex erection day. You heard them. You heard them right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they've put so much time, effort, and money paying producers to create a, a theatrical performance 
just for the sake of their own power and all while neglecting an entire country who is struggling right now. Did you see where uh, Jack Del Rio, he's a coach for the yes. commanders, he said, why aren't they using the same focus on the riots? Oh, man, they got scolded for saying that. They're like, no, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. Yeah, it's crazy. You know why it's crazy? Because there it is. Oh. <laughs> This oh. this was something I want to talk about. Commanders defensive commanders. No, like Redskins. The Washington Redskins. It wasn't offensive to the people who created it. Stop doing garbage woke crap. So the defensive coordinator, Jack Rio came out and I thought, did you see his comments? I didn't read the all, the entire thing, but I I heard on the sports channels of tidbits of what he said. Ba basically in a nutshell. He was saying, how can you ignore all the BLM stuff and then make a big deal out of, of January 6th? But the, the thing that triggered people, I think, is because he called it a dust-off. Oh. He said it was like a dust-off. And now and I think it depends who you are, what you saw, what you know, where you stand. That might be offensive. I don't know. It doesn't offend me because no, I dust know. No, dust-off's a, a medevac helicopter. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I do know an insurrection usually involves guns and a takeover. Um, it was all over in two hours, and they had selfies, cell phones. So I'm not quite sure where the insurrection part came in, or a coup when the guy even trying to take charge wasn't there. Who was their leader? The the Viking dude with the horns? Like, what? Are you serious? But anyways, this is the crap that that I'm talking about. And you know he had a hundred thousand dollar fine. Yeah, I got charged. Yeah. Yeah. For, for what? It had nothing to do with the NFL. No. Because what are you getting, what are you getting he fined offended for? people. Yeah. The owner or something. The owner or the, the GM? Oh, don't, I don't, talk, don't talk about that guy. Don't talk about the owner of that team. Jesus Christ. He's, oh, they're he's, all he's deep in a sexual asses. harassment scandal right now. That's why he needed the money. He probably took the $100,000, laundered it through some place to pay for his lawyers Trust so me, he, he didn't get, get off it. his own charges. The, the NFL got it, not him. No, well, they, they said that they donated it to um, the well, they, Capitol they Police do. Foundation or something. Well, they do. Anytime you get fined in the NFL, it goes to a, um, I don't know, what do I want to say, an, orga an organization or something. Like, yeah, an organization where, yeah. So nobody in the NFL actually gets the money. Supposedly, it gets donated to a organization. So what bothers you more, though, Ryan? What bothers you more, that this guy can't speak his mind on Twitter or that he's probably right and a bunch of idiots – are making him pay for being right. You know, I, I think the part that gets me on that is the uh, the idea that <laughs> this whole thing reminds me of, I mean, it's how bad sports and everything else is dove into politics, how everybody else is trying to make us decide our mind for us. And the fact that he got fined $100,000 really hit me home just now because that's the most ridiculous thing. If he can't speak his freaking mind without getting fined, by a league that has nothing to do with the political environment, you know? It's football, for God's sake. Get out of politics. He should say whatever the hell he wants. It's just like when the Braves or when uh, uh, Major League Baseball took the All-Star game from Atlanta. Why? Because of politics in Georgia. Get the fuck out of it. It's not your job. Yeah. You know, well, but the funny role or get the hell out of the office. The, the funny part, though, Ryan, right, is that it's not just that. It's that it's only when it's against your beliefs. Right. I mean, because if some, some NFL guy or somebody comes out and speaks about, we need to do some gun control, 
Well, that's violating people's rights. That's offending half the country. That's doing a whole lot, too. But they don't care to say anything about that. Nobody's getting fined over that. They're just in injecting their own politics. And guess what? Because you agree with it, they don't get in trouble. Right. I mean, it's 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 bullyish, firstly. But even worse than that, it's abuse of power. It's abuse of that position. The fact that you can, you can actually charge somebody or take something away from a city because you personally don't like what they agree that what they think or what their what their laws are or their political side you can you can fight or do whatever you want you're abusing that position and you know, football baseball whatever sport it is or any other hollywood i don't care you're abusing it and then you, you know what the braves did <laughs> fuck you we're gonna win the world series yes, <laughs> bring you have to bring the games now to atlanta because we're in the world series <laughs> That I think is poetic justice. I think that's divine intervention there. Yeah, they call that they karma, I think, you. right? <laughs> yeah, they just show you that these people are out of their minds. They're crazy. And it's scary that there's that many people that are just that crazy. And uh, I don't know. And I, I guess the good news is is they're trying to take away our guns. So if we ever go to a civil war, we know who's going to be armed and who's not. So I got a slingshot. Yeah. I got I you, man. So anyways, we're going to slingshot out of this episode. Um, so thanks for that segue, Ryan. Um, thanks for showing up again. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Nate, as well, for always being here. Um, thank you guys out there for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Bring your comments. Good, bad. Who cares? Um, I'll try not to spit on the screen next episode. Um, but until then, Godspeed. And maybe we can see Ryan one more time this week on Pull the Pen Ready. Boom. Thanks for joining us here at Pull the Pin Already. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If you like what we do, go ahead and hit that like button and share this video with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. But most importantly, leave a comment below. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our opinion. Hope to see you here next time on Pull the Pin Already.